When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to Las Blancas Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Yash Thakur, and today we are back with a new podcast. New season has begun and after a little break, after the season after the previous season ended we are back we are back to break down each and every game for you we are back to talk about you know what the new season is going to bring and fresh off fresh off the start we have got done with our first preseason friendly of the season we went down to mexico to face tigres and we ran out 3-1 winners on the night it was, uh, let's say, with with not a full strength squad, it was a, a decent performance. But we'll break it down further for you guys. We'll discuss the main talking points from the game. And since it's just one game, uh, you know, you have to consider the sample size as well in these conclusion. But some interesting points did came up. But before we get into all of that, Kanita, how are you doing? And how do you feel about the new season going in? You know, uh, this game was exactly three months and two days after the last game. And we all know what the last game was of the last season. So, yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're heading into the new season. New beginnings. Uh, not uh, without that game in mind and stuff. But yeah, especially because uh, it was a lot of, um, well, it was raining before this game, so it's also traumatized us back once again. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm just a little bit concerned, like I was a bit concerned since they were going to Mexico just after the World Cup one a week later. Uh, this preseason tour is very cool. Um, but it's an unfortunate timing with the World Cup and everything. Uh, so, yeah, it's like tens of thousands of uh, kilometers that they're traveling, like 15 of them. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit crazy. And I uh, hope nothing happens, they all return healthy. Uh, so far, we're, I think, half safe. Um, so, yeah. But yes, definitely um, excited to see them back with new players and yeah, uh, very, very ready. Let's not get into the last season and how it ended. Fresh start, new beginnings. Looking forward to what the new season will bring for us. And well, it has started off in a positive way. We at least won the first game. And as, as was the case last season, while winning was not an issue we still won a lot of games last season but every performance was not really great so let's let's start with a clean slate this season let's give the manager the benefit of the doubt let's give the new players the time to settle down and everything let's start first of all by talking about the big event of the summer so and how that has impacted uh, 
this game in particular so during the summer a lot of the players from our squad were involved in in the world cup we had eight winners in the in the spain squad so spain won the world cup to anyone that has been living under the rock first time they have won the women's world cup great win has been overshadowed by obviously a very uh, serious situation with the president of the federation and this whole ongoing thing about them about the federation not being up to the mark not being not just being not competent but also that incident surfaced a lot of uh, background issues that might have been going on and that has unfortunately overshadowed the achievement that the players did because you know they became the first nation to ever they became the second nation actually to ever win the women's world cup and the men's world cup so you know it's it's very unfortunate the players are not getting their due recognition and it's constantly been this talk but also it is very positive to see those talks happening because they should have happened when the 15 players refused to accept the the call up because now the reasons for those are becoming very very apparent and we hope that because that is all we can do as has been the case with a lot of federations lot of federations have been have let down their women's team a lot we hope that this world cup win could spark a change for this extremely talented spanish generation and we hope we can see not just the players that were at the world cup but also some of the players that refused to travel to australia players like mapi players like patri players like claudia pina you know we need these players to be able to come back to the international stage and and shine and perform and get their due share of uh the respect that they deserve and also the world should recognize what and how good the spanish team actually is so hopefully a change is on the way hopefully the federation and it begins with the federation sacking or suspending the president at the very least he has been suspended for 90 days but we don't know like if that is the only action that is going to be taken which seems very likely given how women's football works so yeah all we can do right now is hope that these players can spark a change that these players deserve and get the better conditions that they have been demanding for and that they truly truly deserve so yeah so first of all eight madrid players were involved in that spanish squad which is a great deal and the world cup winning goal was scored by our very own number 7 olga so there's that and how that has impacted the squad for this pre-season friendly was that since a lot of the players that were involved in the world cup you see australia made it to the final four so haley rasso was involved in that we had as we spoke about these eight players with the spanish squad there was uh, these returning players came back at different times so and given how important and how involved players like tere players like olga players like misa were players like ivana as well a they did not uh, get enough time to be integrated into the first team dynamics and that is why not all players were available for selection immediately so what we saw in mexico was probably not the full strength squad or not our best 11 that we might see throughout the season but it was also a very good look at at the players uh, that were available it was also interesting to see some uh, debutants from the academy some young players from the academy so yeah that is how it impacted the squad selection uh, in the first place 
we started off uh, you know with with the same four two three one lineup no change in that but the selection choices <clears throat> did uh, highlight what we are talking about with the impact of the world cup in in player selection so on the wings we had uh, moler hansen and carla camacho to a lot of people's surprise uh, initially i thought it might even be a 442 but uh, that was not the case and up front we had uh, senior brun a new signing a uh, new signing this summer was also involved in the world cup but denmark were knocked out early so she was involved in the first team dynamics earlier and got to play here the back line was pretty interesting as well it was kenty starting at right back susa and it was rocio starting so that was good to see savava was back at left back and for the change we new summer signing once again mylin shavas was starting in goal so that was pretty going to be pretty interesting to see because shavas is not old uh, as we have spoken about in the previous pod where we broke down about uh, talk, talked about all the new signings and stuff so the reason that she has come in obviously is to compete for that number 1 spot and we'll talk about her performance as well so she started in goal the midfield double pivot was pretty interesting uh, it was freya starting alongside maite so you know uh, it, it was an interesting dynamic to see uh, have not seen that uh, a lot in in the last season so that was pretty interesting to see as well so the ideas were largely same but the squad selection was a bit uh, hand tied due to the world cup ending you know just on august 20th and the players being on vacations not returning to the first team dynamics as quickly even linda kaisedo returned a bit late so she hasn't been uh, you know completely involved as well uh, so yeah that was that was the first thing the game began and the immediate first thing that you could notice about the game was not anything that was uh, that the teams were doing but what the pitch was doing basically so the pitch was extremely waterlogged for for the for, for a good portion of 10 15 minutes i was like how the hell has this game like gone ahead because there was so much water on the pitch it was unbelievable like the ball was barely bouncing the ball was barely moving no matter how hit, hard you hit it the passes were barely being completed like if the ball was in the air and it bounced it did not bounce back like it would just it would just settle down it was so damp there was so much water there was so much slipperiness on the pitch it was pretty uh, weird conditions to play in and all i could think at that moment was that god please no injuries in this that is all i was praying for so before we get into breaking down the game and talking about the main few points because there is not much to break down like we came away winners 3 1 2 goals from senior brun and one from maite that maite goal was a a really good move from start to finish and we saw senior brun score two headers something we also spoke about when we discussed her signing about her aerial prowess and stuff and we'll discuss a bit about them but largely in terms of you know tactical ideas and stuff there was not much so before we get into that uh, and talk about it a little bit kanita what did you make of the lineup and what did you make of the pitch uh, specifically were you uh, were you delighted to see the pitch were you happy with the pitch conditions and what were what was going on in your mind when you when you saw the players playing on that sort of uh, of a condition Oh yeah, I was um I was ecstatic seeing that pitch. Um the state of that pitch was immaculate. Um very happy about that. <laughs> I mean, I just I just said that the big concern of mine was that uh you know they traveled like almost 30,000 kilometers uh in the past month. Um so from Australia to Madrid, Madrid to Mexico, then they'll have to go back again. So, yeah, I mean with that concern uh seeing the state of that pitch uh well i wasn't happy and i know that uh, well mexico there um 
they're very physical there, you know. Um, I think like Latin America in general is known for that. Keeping that in mind, and then the pitch and the travels. Yeah, I wasn't happy at all. But at least the commentators, uh, especially the ones on the Tigres Facebook account, they were like really excited to, um, you know, accommodate four of the world champions. They were talking about them all the time. They were talking from the beginning how Rocio, like one of them was starting, like Rocio started and, uh, you know, it, I found it cute. And when the others would come on as well, it would just, oh, she's also world champion, like uh, um, more world champions are coming on and they were really excited about it. So uh, very, very happy to, um, you know, hear that recognition after this whole RFEF thing, um, because they really do deserve to be celebrated. And yeah, um, congrats for me as well, once again. So yeah, the lineup well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, keeping keeping in mind what squad we had, quite reasonable, uh, but I did not expect that attack. I did not expect all three of our strikers to start, so there's that. <laughs> I thought, like, Feller would start, probably, like, Linda, I get it, uh, because even during the World Cup she was exhausted and there was this whole thing about Linda. Uh, we were concerned, like, I don't know what happened when she got back, uh, but she got like a week off or something like after her World Cup ended, I think 10 days or something. So yeah, she got a little bit of rest from the club and got back to training. I don't know what happened later, but yeah, I mean, uh, Linda, fine. I was expecting her not to start, uh, but Feller, I don't know why she didn't start to be honest, was, um, as you said, very surprised to see Camacho there. But I mean, I'm glad she started. It, it, this is her. This is her first game after the promotion, and yeah, I'm very happy to see that she started immediately. So yeah, and Freya, Freya, in midfield when both Might and Weir are playing, uh, that's fine. I mean, let's just like balance it out, I guess. And, I'm guessing that was the idea behind it. The defense was basically what we had. <laughs> so, I mean, we didn't have Olga. Um, we had Oyane, who just got back, obviously, on the right back. So, yeah, the defense was very, very uh, expected. And yeah, uh, Melin's, deb Mil Melin's debut. I'm sorry, Melin and Milan are two different people. It just, it's, if I make this mistake again, I apologize. Please forgive me. Okay, I know it's Milan. So, yeah, standard lineup, and but there were a lot of scares during the match for that this uh, pitch. Um, like, they were doing tackles, the, the Tigres were doing tackles all around. Whenever we would go up, uh, they were stopping us with their tackles, and they weren't um, hesitant with doing them. In Like, on that pitch, it was a pool there, and yeah, it wasn't pretty to see. Yeah, I think another important factor to consider before we break down this game is, is the fact like the reason I went into it with almost zero expectations and just to see, uh, you know, any sort of if, if we are going to try something new in this game, even if unsuccessful, was the fact that, uh, you know, Tigres are, Tigres are not in their preseason they are like midway through the season you know they have played seven games they are undefeated in the league and stuff uh, you know tigres is the most successful uh side in in, in liga mx uh, so you know they have some very good players uh lisbeth ovale for example who absolutely uh caused a lot of problems to kenty we'll talk about that but yeah they weren't in pre-season it was not like they were uh getting uh, their engines warmed up for for an upcoming season they were pretty much in 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 season and uh, pretty much in in form so that was going to be something that you know we should always factor in when trying to get some judgment or trying to draw conclusions from from pre-season games so that was pretty uh, that was something important uh, to note 
the main idea for me when when looking at preseason games is to see how new play number one how new players are going to be used if there is going to be a formation change and if uh, you know we are going to try to approach game you know chance creation progression or whatever uh, in in some with some new ideas so number one let's talk about the new player integration thing we discussed why that was not the full strength squad so we did not get to see as much of it but we still saw some some of it and we'll discuss about those particular players in terms of any change in formation or any new ideas i don't think there was any we approached the game pretty much the same way as we have approached the game throughout the entirety of last season it was the same old 4-2-3-1 just the wide players were were an interesting pick but i think that is also down to the fact that the our actual first choice wide players were not available for selection or had not been integrated into the team dynamics for uh, very long before this game so uh, you know camacho as as the wide player i did not like uh, i'll i'll be pretty honest i don't think that is the position for her if she is uh, a part of the team i think she is a part of the team as a number 9 uh, i don't see her as a wide player she ha- if she's playing she has to play as a striker uh, she doesn't have that uh, sort of skill set to play by the touch line where you know she's taking on players and uh, creating chances with her crossing and stuff i, I don't think that is her strength same goes for moler for a very large extent like why we have discussed this a lot uh, in the last season moler's best comes through the middle and it is it is really painful to see that not being realized a lot uh, you know she her best comes if if we are so adamant to be playing uh, a sort of if we are so adamant on playing moler i think it has to come down centrally somehow i don't know if that is a even an option with brun in the squad now so uh, i did not like the wide option the first half was absolutely let's say terrible we barely created anything we uh, looked shaky in defense and obviously we conceded first uh, which was a very good finish to talk uh, to say the least but i think it also highlighted a few key issues in in, in the defense uh, which we'll get to but yeah the, th- those were that like i don't have any specific sort of tactical idea where we saw something very different in in build up or anything the build up was largely you know maite orchestrating a lot of the play we saw the same old long balls from from defenses as well, from defenders as well and we saw caroline we are trying to do her bits the only key difference here was we had a number 9 who is not as uh down to drop di- dropping deep getting on the ball and trying to like turn the playmaker she is there to provide an excellent outlet of the shoulder and that is the only difference which in my opinion is good for for us with the way we play and with the way we have other players we don't really need uh, the number 9 to be doing uh, a lot of the playmaking duties now uh, when esther did it who is no longer in the team it helped us because our ball progression from the midfield was absolutely not that great uh, and we used to rely on the uh, esther to drop deep and break through the pressure like in white two three players around her either gain a foul and help us gain territory but i think uh, this season with the sort of world cup that terry has had i think we are at least a step closer or at, we should be at least a step closer to seeing terry toletti and weir midfield like i don't think that is an unreasonable ask at this point it is it would be it would be more surprising if we are not playing that uh, midfield three so yeah hopefully we get to see that uh but let's talk about the big thing from this game which was senior brun's debut she scored a brace so you know 
very good start two goals on on the debut and both of them were headers so you know something or uh, something that is her big strength and something that i think will come in very handy because you know when nothing works for us we directly go for crosses and now we have a very viable player who can attack those balls albeit the defense uh, was not really good uh, by tigres on either of those occasions but we saw how much control uh, brun has on her headers we also saw a sort of a blossoming uh, partnership that is something to be kept an eye on between sophie savava and senior brun both play for for denmark and have that sort of partnership and it will be interesting to see this particular dynamic develop because one thing about savava is that she is a very good crosser and if she is played into space and given the time to cross the ball she can pick out her targets very well and with brun she knows how to attack the ball at far post or making the run in front of her defender uh, you know making those uh, ghosting runs it's it's really uh, her her strength and then she has a incredible control on her header so it is something to definitely keep an eye on another interesting thing that i i really loved watching in the game was seeing how brun uh, you know linked play with linda caicedo that was i think one of the highlights for me because uh, when we signed brun my worry was we were not uh, we wouldn't have enough clear tactical instructions for her to use her uh, back to goal play but it was nice to see brun taking the initiative uh, moving slightly ballwards uh, playing the quick little one twos of because we know linda loves to do that linda loves to pick the ball out wide uh, come into the half space and combine with with her teammates and get in behind we saw her do that for colombia we saw her do that for madrid last season as well and to have this sort of a, a quick interchange between her and the striker is something very key moving into the season so that was pretty uh, encouraging for me to see uh, what did you make of brun's debut what uh, how did you see the partnership between brun and savava and brun and linda caicedo and were there anything else that you noted about brun's uh, debut in particular yeah i mean i'm very happy we have someone that can take our crosses which tend to well not be good you know um so yeah that that's uh that's a new thing uh which i'm excited about and i mean her first goal came from this deflected uh ball inside it was from kenty and it was deflected by a defender and somehow came to her so very cool um and it was from top of her head so very cool and yeah i mean definitely different than the starter striker we had and i think i mean i don't think i i think everyone has been saying that that option was not that much reliable like letting the striker drop uh, that deep and go on the ball that much uh and the fact that poon is not like this uh that she's more of a shoulder like you said uh i love that term i did not know how uh, how to describe it so thank you for that uh <laughs> And yeah, her uh, quick linkage with the players is, it's very good to see that it happened immediately, like very, very good. Like, you can see it in behind the scenes pictures that um, the videos that she gets along with her new teammates already. And uh, it's great when it translates on the pitch. Um, so yeah, I saw her like helping out on the side sometimes, which uh, is normal. And um, yeah, very very good, very refreshing to see that her her debut is um, a very assuring thing, I think, <laughs> um, for this season. And the fact that you said um, that she like she's better off when uh, she isn't given like specific directions. And I have been saying for so long that he's just some people in attack, especially, don't have to give that many instructions, you know. And Poon is one of them. So I just hope she won't be getting instructions because I like when she does her own thing. Um, and I know we when we spoke about 
the new signings and when we talked about her that I said uh, when she you know gets minutes she uses them very wisely and she uh, scores a lot of goals and I mean it's her first game and she scored two goals so very promising and yeah um, something we didn't have in these three years is an you know striker that can do very well aerially so yeah um, thank you Brun for for coming. Um, I am very, very glad we have someone to receive those crosses. I, I really am. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so basically, like, Brun is our only number nine option, like, recognized number nine option. Apart from that, like, if if we are to look for the bench, I think it's going to be a mix of Moller, Feller, and Camacho, which, uh, you know, it's it's a bit of a tricky situation you know we don't really have a true number nine backup the one that we do have is is like really not even 20 years old so and we'll be playing in her first like full professional senior season so yeah it's i hope like brune stays injury free and we get to see her uh, throughout the season i think the other point the other point worth talking about is Maite's performance because I think she was the uh, she was the player that actually survived the sort of uh, halftime changes because you know she was pretty pretty good in the first half as well she was pretty convincing and then that then she scored the third goal which basically like she orchestrated the whole move uh, instructing the players in in her own third about how to move and where to move the ball and then in the other uh, on the other end she is attacking the box and you know getting on the end of slip passes and scoring so we got to see the whole spectrum of her skill set which is really nice as a part like Maite I think in the upcoming season will be this sort of a versatile uh, player for us which she has been in the uh, in the previous season as well but I hope like we get to see more of Maite uh, in in situations where we we are intending to control games we are intending to have a sort of a better uh, possession structure which you know Maite absolutely offers us because whenever we have wanted to uh, you know go for more sort of a ball uh, ball focused wingers Maite was there whenever we have wanted to have a better uh, control on situations uh, whenever the opponent got uh, opponent pressed us and there was a change in momentum in the second half Maite was there to release that pressure so we hope that uh, we get to see more of Maite because this was a pretty impressive performance from her even though the pitch conditions were not very favorable her passing was still really good and the reason her passing was good is also because she's a sort of player who does not uh, really go for very uh, long distance passes she likes to keep it short and crisp and she does that by her movement and her movement is the key thing here because she is consistently offering herself for the ball she's consistently moving along with the possession uh, you know occupying the right spaces being always a free player to receive to beat uh, the incoming pressure and be an be an option to you know create a sort of a numerical superiority in wide areas or just creating a numerical advantage in different phases and that is the sort of uh, it, it shows how 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 much she understands how well she understands these uh, possession sequences and these ideas in possession so there was a really good performance from Maite and a, and a pretty good start and I hope she is a very important part uh, of this season as well because I think she'll be very very key given all the profiles that we have around her so uh, that was pretty uh, a key point from the game in my opinion I think before I hand it over to you, I'll also talk about one of the major concerns from, from this game. It was uh, regarding the right back position. So we all know Lucia Rodriguez has left the club. We have signed Oyane from Athletic Club 
and she was also involved in the in the world cup and for for the right back spot kendi uh, started the game i think that was pa- partially because ohane joined pretty late so uh, there was that but one thing that immediately stood out was how uh, kenty has lost that sort of her her strength her first step her first step acceleration whatever you want to call it kenty has lost the step on her it was very obvious last season as well uh, that we need to have a succession plan in place for kenty and it was very much clear in this game as well like we cannot uh, go into the season with kenty as a starting right back because it will it is going to cost us a game uh, let's not try to remember the past uh, not talk about it a lot but even in the game uh, even in the copa del arena final last season uh, it was kenty who uh, really struggled to deal with banini uh, on on the right hand side so hopefully like in this game elizabeth ovale caused a lot of problems you know just twisting and turning and uh, kenty not being able to keep up with her uh, not having the recovery pace uh, enough to like catch her uh, kenty as as a backup option i like like we need that sort of experience uh, in the, in the dressing room as well so as that sort of an option i like but i don't think she uh, she should be a starter uh and yeah i mean hopefully that succession plan comes into uh action this this season because it should have been last season in, in my opinion and i hope uh we get to see kenty off the bench maybe uh, or as as a as a bench option uh, because i think it it's not good for the squad uh given how much she has lost in terms of her pace in terms of her defensive ability which is natural but uh, yeah it's it's a uh, it's a bit of a concern regarding the right back position because you know if oyane gets injured it's it's uh, obviously just kenty there so yeah uh, that's something i think i worry about a lot so i'll hand it over to you uh, to take your thoughts on these thing what did you make of maite's performance kanita and uh what do you think about the right back situation i mean i i think we have discussed it at length about lucia's departure but uh i think uh what did you make of kentis performance in this game in particular well uh i think that regarding maite you you said pretty much everything uh i mean basically we could see um you know the maite we love um and i love that for her <laughs> basically so yeah i just love to see her shining and um i really really want to see her ge- getting um trusted more um in bigger games which is something that did not happen last season um she did play almost every single match but very questionable you know uh minute distribution so yeah there's that uh, hopefully it changes this season uh we have a new competitor for the starting spot in the uh, midfield as well that's Tere uh because of her world cup and she's not here but yeah i just gonna add that i i hope there's gonna be some better minute distribution within the midfield um there's six of them for like, three spots so um there's potential there's potential and i think maite is one that really needs to be used like when we need um creativity and yeah you said pretty much everything that happened in the game i i don't know, i have anything else to add about this game so yeah but kenty yeah it's been a concern for the past few months um it's been even more evident in the national team when she plays for mexico i notice that um like they rely on her a lot and when um the past few months she just hasn't been herself and it costs a lot for us it's not that concerning because we don't mainly rely on her on uh, defense but when her national team does it's you know it's a bit concerning and um it's not it's not easy to see to be honest but yeah it's uh we talked about the departure of lucia and how how it 
connect us and honestly like just before we started uh, this podcast there were uh, rumors that uh, Kenty decided to um, leave at the end of the season when her contract expires you know in 2024 and go to Mexico because she said she wants to retire uh, in Mexico so yeah um, but you know we'll have to look for another right back option once again uh, which is pretty wild to me since we, you know, lost, lost that option. Um, as you said, I hope we'll be seeing plenty more of the bench that uh, Oyane is the one who will be taking the starting spot, which I think uh, should happen, and she's more than capable of doing that. I mean, I don't know if we'll talk about the Oyane's debut or anything, but um i it's not, it's not something like i can say anything about because she came in the uh period of the game where it was closing and we were just managing it so uh yeah but like from what we know about diana i think that she should definitely start i don't know it just that's right back option that right side has um have been really weird. I mean, he it's like he doesn't even know how to use the right back anymore. Like, we have Ayana now, and I hope she'll be used, uh, you know, as a right back as uh, what she should be, because we saw Ivana uh, on the right back more than Lucia this, uh, in, in this calendar year, 2023. So yeah, we'll see how that pans out, because the, the right side has always been a concern, like, regardless of Kenti, like, regardless of her form, so I just hope this changes this season. Uh, that I think that's the conclusion with the right back. This, yeah. Yeah. So the right back situation is obviously a bit, a bit confusing. I mean, it, it feels like we have shot ourselves in the in the foot there uh, with with the Lucia transfer. But you know, we can't do anything about what has happened already. So it's time to accept it and probably you know look for another another option in in a year's time which is you know suboptimal but you gotta do what you gotta do i guess uh, the next key talking point and this is where uh, you know another one of the debut uh, debut performances gets gets talked about it's it's the goalkeeper it's uh, shavas's performances and uh, uh let's let's say like it wasn't it wasn't a really good shift and uh when i when i wrote about her on on the site uh describing her profile and everything i did mention that uh she does not really look uh, very like comfortable in the air despite being tall like her cross collection is not that good and we saw a lot of that but I am still willing to put that down to the playing conditions because ball was really wet all the time so it was a bit difficult to collect but uh, another thing that has been on my mind and is is a bit of a concern is she was pretty poor with collecting uh, shots off the ground like the low shots because we conceded in uh, we conceded the goal that was scored at the near post uh, where uh, Shavas was present so that was pretty concerning uh, and the ball was another low shot which she could not get down quickly enough then there were other instances where uh, Tigress has hit, hit the post and that was another low shot uh, there were other low shots where she you know managed to not uh, completely hold the ball as well which isn't ideal because you know in, in high pressure situations where such parry can turn into a second ball for the opposition and could turn into a goal so i would say it wasn't the best uh, performance i am willing to put some of it down to the playing conditions because you know the pitch was not really uh, in, a, in a very good condition so it was hard to predict the bounce and everything uh, but yeah still some some area of concern there and i i have said it before as well she's not really comfortable uh, coming off the line and we saw that a couple of times as well uh, so yeah don't expect exactly what Misa offers it's it's a different sort of a ball game with Shavas and uh, it's well hopefully she comes comes through good but it, it wasn't a very good start for her unlike Brune who started off uh, on a very good front but yeah hopefully she'll she'll uh, settle in better and in better conditions maybe come out uh, come out looking much better 
the other talking point now let's get to the youngsters uh, so we knew we know carla camacho started uh, on the wing which was less than optimal she did not you know did not have any sort of impact like i don't have much to say about her because she barely got on the ball when she got on the ball she re- didn't really look herself on the ball she wasn't able to do much because she's not a player that loves to like take on players and you know beat them and then create chances that's not her game uh, so she did not have an impact but the most impressive of of uh, the three players that three youngsters that did manage to get their get some minutes on the field i think it was olaya and i think olaya is the player that uh, probably has a, a good amount of chance to like play for us uh, f- for a for a decent amount of time because uh, despite being a midfielder she's pretty good uh, and despite us having a stacked midfield i think she still stands a chance which says a lot she has been pretty consistent and quite good with the spanish youth teams as well so she's a player worth keeping an eye on she was pretty good at uh, you know circulating the ball when she came on she held possession got got a decent amount of minutes under her belt like 20 25 minutes she played uh, quite well she was there to support she was good uh, in defensive situations as well in 1v1 duel she showed some steel as well so it's it, it was a positive start it was a good start to build upon and i hope we get to see uh some more of her during the season you know in in cup competitions or or anywhere else you know just closing down games last 5 minutes bring her on get let her get the feel because i think she she is a, a good talent that we have in our ranks uh so kanita what did you make of of these two players in particular and uh what what are your expectations going into the season with uh shavas and what what are your expectations going into the season with uh, with regards to minutes uh when it comes to the youngsters like kamacho olaya and and you know we have a lot of saras uh, apparently in the squad uh so yeah wh- who are you looking forward to seeing the most uh during the season among the youngsters i mean We already have Camacho in the first team, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we'll be seeing more of her, and I hope uh, she'll, you know, uh, get her chance, um, get proper chance for herself. Um, because it, you know, when uh, last season, just with the academy, you know, he just, you know, oh, let's incorporate the academy a little bit and. I don't know, it just felt too little, I guess, too little of an effort. It could have been done like much better with the academy, especially with Paula Partido. Like, uh, she, we needed her and on the wing as well and stuff. But yeah, that was last season. She's uh, loaned out, by the way, just to um, mention it to Celtic. And yeah, I just. I hope. See again, me with hoping that there's something gonna change this season because nothing else that I can say. Just I hope that changes are coming, and it also includes with the academy. You know, just that the youngsters will get more chances. And I think Olaya, uh, Olaya in the B team is um, has stood out like a lot. and people have been saying like Olaya should be promoted and everything and we know that it's a bit tricky because uh well she hadn't played before well this game and um we do have six midfielders and everything uh it's it is a bit tricky there but she definitely deserves to play more especially after this game yeah i really really hope this changes like i really hope that the academy players will get a proper chance this uh, especially kamacho who just got promoted she will get proper chance as a first team player uh the academy will be used more that we will not ignore them so yeah uh, sara sara martin we all knew from before <laughs> um uh, she's been here for a while so Jeez, I really hope I really hope she gets used more. It's it's so weird that she hasn't been used more. I think she played one uh game before this for the first team. It's so weird to me just remembering it now. And yeah, we have two more Saras in the squad list now. So, uh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean it, it's a it's a good uh, thing that five of the first team players are not available for this preseason. that we get to see these academy players which is very very 
are good to see. And Milan, yeah, there were concerns, definitely, the what you said with low shots. I mean, it could have been seen, you could see it in the first 30 seconds of the match. Tigres made a shot. It's not that powerful or anything. It was just standard procedure to uh, catch it, to fall on the knees and catch it, which you could see that, you know, Milan was a bit insecure about. Uh, which, you know, I will give her a benefit of the doubt because, you know, it's her debut and everything. So, yeah. Insecure she was the whole game. She made that great um, save in the second... Uh, yeah, in second half, yeah. Uh, it was a pretty good save. But aside from that, she, uh, there were some concerns about her. And probably because she was insecure for this game. Not, uh, maybe she she had a stage for it or something. Um, I hope I hope I'm wrong about her uh, because she's I think only a year older than Misa, uh, and it's weird for me that she's she went to the club where she wanted to be a starter, you know. Um, so that's uh, that's a bit weird <laughs> from her part, but uh, I hope she proves herself. I hope that this game is um, not something that defines her later on, and. Um, yeah, but there was also that sweeper-keeper moment, which we learned that when we, you know, when we're watching Real Madrid, uh, and when there is Misa doing a sweeper-keeper moment, we're just calm about it. Uh, at this point, we're calm about it. She used to give us a lot of heart attacks, but now it's fine. Uh, however, I would just didn't expect that sweeper-keeper moment failing in Ramadan, uh, and then I remembered uh, that um, you know it takes different kind of goalkeeper to have that much bravery to go out all the time. So yeah, that was a little bit of a slip up, uh, and it was during the period of the game, like the last ten minutes, I think, while Sveva was center back. Um, so yeah, she cleared that one there. Um, so yeah. Uh, stuff like that happens, and like I said, I, I really hope that it was just a slip up from Malene, uh, Milene, sorry, uh, and it was just for because of her stage right. So yeah, there, there's that. All right, so that pretty much covers it. Uh, covers a lot of it. I think one main talking point that is remaining apart, like from the game, is uh, the centre back situation. So. It wasn't the most convincing performance from Sousa. Um, she struggled and, you know, slipping and all of that down to the conditions, yes. But she was also getting beat for pace, uh, which again is an issue given that she is a bit aggressive. And if she misses uh, that, then, you know, it's it's free real estate <laughs> behind our defensive line. So... That's not really ideal. I think ideally we should be adding a center back to our ranks and a, a starting quality one, not a fourth choice one. Uh, we saw another interesting thing that we saw after Rocio limped off the pitch, which I hope is nothing serious. But Rocio did limp off the pitch and I hope we get an update on her or something. But I think she is fine maybe. Uh, no updates, uh, official updates on her, so we are just speculating at the moment, but uh, I think it wasn't as serious. But that gave way to seeing Savava at centre-back, which was a re- which was an interesting uh, thing. Like I, I'm not against it. I think uh, in terms of closing the games with five at the back and, and stuff, uh, which, which is something that, you know, I, I'm not against if you are if you have a dangerous like 1-0 lead or 2-1 lead going into the final 5 minutes and you want to like close out the game by making a, a, a defensive sub you can make it a back 5 with Savava playing as the left centre back I don't mind that and I think it's it's an interesting option uh, to to have uh, Savava play there uh, at times so yeah I mean I, I did not mind that and I think Savava did decently well as as the left sided center back uh, for the for the closing few minutes so yeah that was uh, another talking point uh, and there have been talks as well about uh, us seeing Savava as the fourth choice center back now my thoughts on that rumor is i don't mind Savava as the fourth choice center back but then i don't agree with our first three uh, like 
first three choice center backs i think we do need a center back addition and i think that center back addition has to be a starting level we have been linked with all sorts of players we have been linked with Rikki Saweke who is available for free we have been linked with Maile Lakrar who absolutely made her name for France at the World Cup we have been linked with Empombe and we will see who we sign or if we sign anyone but if Savava is a fourth choice center back which is fine for a fourth choice center back i don't mind that i definitely do not agree with the first three choices we definitely need a reinforcement in that position and we need a starting level player for that so uh, yeah hopefully we get one of saveke or or lakrar which would be ideal but let's see uh, let's see what happens any thoughts on on the center back situation uh, kanita if if you have anything to add you can do so or we can uh, then wrap this up yeah i mean swave for um, playing outside of her position she, she did well in those like last 20 minutes i think 18 minutes actually of the match uh but um i don't i just don't see it as a long term solution especially as you said with the first three choices that we have very unstable we should definitely be going for the starting starter center back uh, signing like i've said it in the podcast where we talked about the new signings and everything and it's so weird that we still haven't signed a, sign, uh, a center back uh it's um at this point it's like less than a week until the transfer window closes and there's been nothing definite like no uh rumors that you know we can actually confirm and stuff so concerning yeah uh but yeah i don't see it as a long term option like sure as you said like in closing minutes of the match trav as the center back is great but this this game she played <laughs> in the forward back um situation uh as a center back so that that's a new one uh she played twice i think uh when there were three at the back as a third center back so it was like a wider center back role uh while in this one she actually played as a center back so very very weird she did well uh but yeah not a long term solution for me so yeah yeah so maybe the squad is not fully completed yet maybe we do see an arrival at center back hopefully that is one of the areas of concern for me um, definitely going into the season and hopefully we see something change in that regard but yeah that uh, pretty much concludes everything about the game we spoke about the key performers we spoke about the key themes uh, unfortunately there was nothing uh, you know interesting tactically happening uh, in our team or in the opposition side i think for a team that is in in the mid season tigres were not as impressive either like uh, it was pretty pretty wild to see how they defended it, it was pretty poor honestly uh, so yeah i mean i mean liga mx is i'm not saying that they are not uh, tactically good but there is a lot of you know great individual play uh, a lot of the times in that league if if you watch some of the games they have uh, exceptional defense makers uh, in, in uh, individually and uh, sometimes it it all lacks uh, in in terms of team cohesion so i think that i definitely felt that watching this game uh, in the way they defended so yeah uh, there was that uh, but another thing that we have to mention is it's almost like nothing has changed since last season and the players union are once again going for a strike in the opening two match days due to the same issue once again which is their payment issue so like they like after a year full of negotiations uh, there has still been they have still not reached any sort of conclusion the minimum wage thing and everything is less than ideal for them uh, it's just 16k uh, that is the minimum salary which is you know not really good and they are still demanding for better conditions and are going to strike in the first two matches so we don't know if the league will once again start at the day it is expected to i guess we'll we'll find out as the time comes close and you know it's just it's just like we are living a groundhog day uh, every season is the same same things the players protest uh 
a sort of a middle ground is struck for for the time being and uh, negotiations are open throughout the season the season ends nobody talks about it new season starts and then it's the same issues once again like just give the players a better working condition uh, a working conditions where they can survive on football that is basically all they demand for so yeah pretty sad but let's let's hope uh, it gets resolved let's hope we don't have any postponements in terms of the league schedule because uh, we know it messes up later on and it's a lot of uh, workload on the players especially given that there's going to be a nations league this season for for the women's as well which is another sort of set of games where you know with the euro qualification on the line um, players are more motivated and more involved in in these sort of international friendlies uh, so yeah hopefully uh, the schedule is sorted and hopefully more importantly uh, the working conditions get better for the players so yeah keep an eye on that we'll keep you updated obviously and we'll be back for our next game and uh, if there is anything else if there is a new signing you can always find out more in terms of written content uh, about that player we'll try to keep it as updated as possible and in the end thank you for listening and hopefully this season ends in a better way than last season so yeah thank you for listening and until next time ala madrid ala madrid sports social podcast network